If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, iron and hard top. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. What is going on since the sandbox fans? Today we are joined by a guest. Don't know if I should call him a special guest or just a guest. He probably has the sandbox conversation just as much as anybody else without being on the front line. But we got Matt Toro in the building. Yo, yo. And guys, just a little heads up. Matt could possibly, possibly be joining us on the show a little bit more often after this football season. He's got some commitment and indecisive issues that he needs to work on before uh, we can commit to him being on the show. But if you spell degenerate, M-A-T-T, then I think you guys can can get the hint on on what Matt will be doing here for the sandbox. But Kev, we're going to dive in with our Week 9 NFL impressions, and we're going to take this back to Thursday night, where the Colts stood hot. And I deemed the Colts to be first because I actually thought that Lou was going to be joining me here today uh-huh. and not yourself. Because you know I would have bashed you with the Bills coming <laughs> on first. But we can start with the Colts. The Colts stay hard on Thursday night behind Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. Now, not only do we know that they handle business, but let's take this to fantasy. We all talk about fantasy so often so well. Is Jonathan Taylor the unanimous... RB1 for fantasy football right now. Yes. You can't say Zach Moss is one, so I know it's taken you a while. Oh, I would never. I would never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. I, I would say if, so. If not, who would you say? Najee? Yeah. Chubb? That, yeah, well, not so much Chubb. He's Dalvin? Been, he's been injured. Definitely not Dalvin. He's got, <laughs> That's he, what I'm saying. So, it, I mean, I feel like yeah, it has I mean, to be. Yeah, I mean, realistically, it probably is, yeah. It, it has to be. Yeah. And look, I know he started off the year not so hot. But no, Jonathan Taylor, I definitely think he's kind of in a in a echelon by himself, if you want me to be honest, on um, at this point right now. But in the same team, can Michael Pittman be trusted, not as a fantasy wide receiver one, but, but like for the Colts. Colts. Yeah. For the Colts, can he be their wide receiver one? I think so, just because they do have other pieces around him. If he was on a team... What uh, pieces do they have around him? Besides Jonathan Taylor, do they have well, they pieces got, around him? I'm not saying pieces, but Zach they got Pascal. Pascal. They got, you know, T.Y.'s back now. T.Y.'s not back. T.Y.'s back. Is he's he not right? back. Wasn't he back? T.Y. is out. Typical T.Y. Out indefinitely. But yeah, I think if you look across the league, I would put Pittman up there with several other teams' number one wide receivers. So I think that's a good move. Well, what we can definitely say is Michael Pittman is having a better year than Stephon Diggs. He is. I'm not saying he's a better receiver. He's having a better year. Yes. I mean, yeah, stats lie. Stats lie. <laughs> one thing I learned in my sports career, stats lie. Uh, what, wins and losses? No. <laughs> stats lie. But in a fantasy format, how far away is Michael Pittman from being a wide receiver one? Because with being a wide receiver one in fantasy formats, you have to be considered being drafted in probably the top three rounds. And I don't think Michael Pittman going into next year would – be drafted as a, a top three round guy, but if you're putting him in, in you know that that round five spot, I definitely think he's right around there. So I mean, you have to call him what a a, a, a end, low end one, either borderline two. Like, yeah. Nah, I'd call him more of a low end one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so hard with fantasy because it all depends on how you draft and how your team's built. He definitely could be a low end number one. I necessarily wouldn't have him be the number one on my team, but if if, if my, you have a team loaded with running backs, and then you have a Pittman, and you know a couple other decent receivers, then, yeah, he could be a number one. But I wouldn't build my team around the fact of Michael Pittman being my number one wide receiver. So, in my Thaddeus team, 
not I don't need Michael Pittman to be a number one, but he definitely could be a number one if you're considering Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, Eli Mitchell, Chris Carson would have had J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Imagine you guys let me get all those guys at daddies year after year. Um, but that's a perfect scenario where I believe Michael Pittman can be a, a fantasy wide receiver one. But that's without noticing that I have Terry McLaurin, Corbin mm-hmm. Sutton, Michael Pittman. You guys give it to me too easy. You know, days. Michael Pittman's a big guy. He plays aggressive, goes up, gets the ball. Definitely a low-end one receiver. So what are the chances of the Colts dethroning the Titans in the South? Yeah. Dethroning the Titans? They're, they're leading Not the likely. division right now. Well, without Derrick Henry, I mean, it's a... Chances are good, high for them, you know? Listen, I'm not saying the Titans are going to keep playing how they're playing without Derrick Henry, but if they keep playing like they're playing without Derrick Henry, the Colts have no <laughs> shot. It's, it's true, the Colts have no shot. And it's just, at this point in the season, it's, it's a big hole to dig, you know what I mean? They're, what, three games back, two and a half games back on the Titans, so you have, true, to, yeah. you have to pray that everything on your end goes well as the Colts and also pray that the Titans drop a couple games, which, again, without Derrick Henry is very realistic, but... After getting that rim, that rim, that win against the Rams last night, it's tough to say that they're gonna, you know, go on a crazy decline. Because if there was a game to start their decline, it would have been, been last night's yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it definitely would. But I don't think Stafford's interceptions really helped that. I mean, giving mm-hmm. Tennessee the ball in red zone area um, twice, especially when you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones. I mean, like I, I feel like that kind of goes without saying that that's kind of why the game went that way. I think as long as the Colts stay healthy, I think that there's probably a 50-50 chance. Maybe even a little bit more in the Colts' favor. Maybe like 65-70% if you want me to be honest. Now, both of these teams in the AFC are very possible to be playoff teams. If you guys want to hear more about the playoff talk, we're going to be talking about our playoff picture in our next episode. So make sure you guys tune into that. But, you know, Wentz is playing good. He's getting hard at the right time. JT's playing good Pittman's getting the chemistry with Wentz that we would like to see and if you want me to be honest I can't see the Titans getting to a higher point than what they have right now I think this is the Titans peak yeah this this is their peak if you want me to be honest and that's a really good Rams team the Titans have struggled in a lot of games so I want to look back at my rankings who the Titans got this week the The Saints playing the Saints that's a game that they're going to lose. The Saints Go just lost Saints. to the Falcons. Go the Saints are going to win that Go game. And I don't know if that's bold. I don't know if that meets Kev's criteria for a lock. But um, I definitely think that is. Now, let's take this to the Titans game. We were just talking about them. How far can the Titans really go without Henry? Now, they can make the playoffs. Yes. Can they even win a playoff game without him, though? Probably not. Maybe. Depends on who they draw. Probably not, though. Uh... No, they can't. I don't believe they can. Don't trust AP? No. <laughs> AP is, uh, the wheels fell off that train a <laughs> while ago. That's what I'm, yeah, they, I feel like there's, there's better running back options out there for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they explore them. Todd Gurley? That's what I'm <laughs> I was just going to say Todd Gurley. I've been trying to preach the Bills all year. A one cut back, that's what they need. But with a loss like this, can we truthfully consider the Rams the best team in football? Of course. Yes, definitely. Really? And I'm saying that as a Bills fan. Confidently? On both sides of the ball, yes. They got the weapons. They got on both sides. They got the weapons. They got uh, that defensive line is just getting better and stronger as the year goes. 
And Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, you got to give it to those guys, man. They've been doing it all season long for how many seasons now? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the healthiest we've seen Cup, knock on wood. Especially with Stafford under center. Yeah, and no one's mentioned yet that Vaughn Miller has yet to play yeah. it down for them. I mean, listen, I still think the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC, if I'm being honest. I really do. I think when a push comes to shove and they get in a playoff format – they're just the best balanced team. And I know the Cardinals defense is playing really good right now. But, A, I don't think that their defense will, you know, continue that. Obviously, with Watt being out now and stuff like that. Kyler's already banged up. I mean, he was banged up the end of last season. He's already banged up again. I'm not taking that away from him. It's not his fault. But realistically, I mean, when it comes to offense, the Rams are right up there with any offense in the NFC. Their defense is obviously probably the best in the NFC. Definitely. So it's it's tough to think. I mean, really, it's it's in it's my down mind. To it's, Stafford. it's down to Stafford, and I think Stafford's hungry. He's finally on a team where he knows he can go out and get a ring. And if he doesn't, it's you know probably considered a disappointment in L.A. So I just think that when it comes down to it, in the NFC, if they can't win the division, if they can't get the one seed, they're gonna have to go through Tampa Bay as a wild card team. Mm-hmm. I don't think Stafford can do that mm-hmm. on the no. road. No way. He doesn't have success in the playoffs. They have had playoff performances with the Lions. Just <laughs> wasn't something that, you know, that that we've seen. Not saying that we can't. I think the, the Rams are one of the best teams in the NFL. But I don't know if I can call them the best team just yet. We just talked about the Titans, so let's stay in the AFC South. Kev, the Jaguars, handled the Bills. Handled. So, will the real Josh Allen please stand up? <laughs> where are you, Jacksonville Jaguar? Josh Allen, where are you? Please stand up. What do you have? An interception, a sack, and a fumble recovery? Sorry. Three Sorry. tackles for loss. Yep. It's all right. I mean, if there's a couple takeaways from that game, it's that the defense still played good. Obviously, only let up nine points. Josh Allen didn't. Complain about that. Josh Allen didn't play good. And you know what? I'll be the first one to admit it. But then again, he's young. Still developing. Oh, yeah. Still think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But with that comes pressure. And couldn't take the pressure this week. And with is that. What it is. We'll bounce back. We're going to have a great week this week. Diggs and Allen are going to be the top of their respective position fantasy-wise. Bills will be top defense fantasy-wise. We'll see. And we're going to get the ball rolling again. And I'm not going to say that this is a good loss because it's not. But I think, you know. I they mean, needed it. They needed it. Exactly. They and needed I, it. They Wake I up! I don't like getting two losses in three weeks, especially with I'm still, you know, not over the whole Titans thing. Still think that was a bad call on McDermott's <laughs> part. But they need it. If they finish with four or five losses, I think they'll still win the division and still get a high seed, and I'll still put them against any team in the AFC in the playoffs. But not the NFC. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Bills are going to win the AFC, and whoever comes out of the AFC, the Bills, is going to win the Super Bowl. All right, so... We can kind of assume that the Bills are going to make the playoffs, right? That's a fair assumption. Yeah. yeah. Is there any chance no, that they won't be number it. one in the nope. East? It ain't gonna, oh, in the East? I thought you were going to say that they were going to win the division. I was going to say no. That's, no shot. The that's the division. division. Well, the Bills are what? You in the AFC East? Yeah, oh, no. That's the stop. Division. I don't want to the hear Bills, that. The Bills are only a half game ahead of the Patriots yeah, right it's now. it's all right. It's all right. We're not worried. I don't we're know. We're not worried I don't know. at all. I couldn't be... Well, I, am, I am more worried about the Jets dethroning the Bills as the AFC champions than the Pats. Wow. That's, it ain't going to happen. That's, wow. this, this, is why we call them crazy. Make, <laughs> this is why we call them crazy. This is why we call them crazy. The Pats can exactly. very likely still make the playoffs. 
but they ain't gonna win the AFCs. Let's cut that. That's out. your second. And team. me and Matt will be there week thirteen. Yep, That's in Buffalo. Bills. I'll be in my Josh Allen jersey, and I can't wait for them to put the dagger in Billy B's back. <laughs> Pats win that game by six plus. <laughs> and the the Pats and Bills haven't faced yet this season, right? No, no. So nope. they play them week thirteen for the first time, and they play them again like week fifteen or sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Two wins for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, just to let you know, Kev hasn't made an appearance to Gillette yet. I, I think that Bills game is the day after Christmas. Maybe we should make an appearance to Gillette. Two Bills I agree. Games. Might have to. I agree. <laughs> I'll hit two. Three Bills Pats game because I'll be at the Super Bowl Listen, two at SoFi, baby. If anybody <laughs> wants to buy buy uh, s- some presents for, for the boys at Broadway in the field, <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> but let, let's take this to the Pats. We just mentioned them being possible winners of the AFC East. Um, but they're getting hot. They're one game behind Buffalo, and what can we really expect from the Pats going forward? Now, look, you have to be realistic. They don't have a wide receiver one. Yeah. They have, then they're not getting Odell. They Odell wants to go to a contender. Yes. Keep that Patriots in mind. are a run first well, team. Well, if you ask Pats Nation, they're a contender. So. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Damian, Damian Harris is playing solid. But guys, Mac Jones is, is is clearly making you know some some very decisive decisions, and I think it's showing in his development. Look, Mac Jones is possibly a rookie of the year candidate at, at this point if it's not uh, Chase. And we'll see how the rest of this year continues because it's going to be interesting. But do we think that Mac Jones can lead the Patriots to ten wins? Yes, we do. We do. Mac Jones is getting hot at the right time. He's going to go to Buffalo, take them down, make a statement. Well, Hunter Henry is also playing unbelievable football right now. Well, I'm going to throw a little math at you. They got four losses. They'll have six when the Bills are done with them. <laughs> that means there's room for error for one more loss in the season for them to get ten wins. So, no, I don't think they'll get ten wins. I wow. think they'll get nine, nine maybe and eight? possibly ten, but I think they'll finish around nine and eight or eight and nine. Bill, Belich- Bill Belichick, a head coach. We don't have to say anything else there. Like I said, Mac Jones getting hot. Damian Harris playing as good as he is. We'll keep that going. We need uh, a couple guys to step up, offense and defense, but I'm not too worried about them as about winning 10 games. I think they could easily win 10 games because wow. the Bills will not beat them twice. Easily. I'll, I Listen, I'll be the first to say I definitely didn't expect them to be 5-4 and four at this point in the season. Nope, I, definitely, definitely not. Didn't. But I still don't think they're going to get 10 wins. So, Matt, let's take this to your pocket because I know your pocket talks on Sundays, and I'm sure that this is where I was talking. What happened to the Cowboys? I actually don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good start. I'm going to uh, pass on that one. We can ask Kev. What happened, Kev? Matt's rent was on the Cowboys last week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's typical Cowboys being Cowboys. But like I said with the Bills, I think this is a good loss for Dallas. They haven't lost since week one against Tampa. They were due. They were kind of on their high horse. and They and, were and, due. And they were due for a loss. I mean. I feel like that wasn't something that you would expect at home, though. No, definitely no. not. Definitely not at home. Um, or against for, Teddy Bridgewater. Right, especially for how good they've been playing. But, again, Broncos even with Elvon Miller, still a solid defense. You know what I mean? And it's just, it is what it is. when Average you're, defense. Average. I, I, think, a yeah, above, I think they're a little average. bit above average. I wouldn't say that they're a great NFL defense, but, like, if we're talking about that 10 to 15 range, they're definitely in that above average range. But, again, I mean, we always, you know, and I have this conversation with my brother, and 
Which obvious Mike. Obviously, every team wants to go undefeated, but realistically, a couple you know losses like this throughout the season is good because when you get to the playoffs or late in the season when you're facing adversity, it's good to have those losses under your belt. And I think this is going to be a good thing for the Cowboys. Cowboys fans, let me tell you right now, Super Bowl is not in the future, but if you consider winning football season success, then success is in your future. Dak can't have a game like that. No. Dak can't have a game like that. And look, the Cowboys are playing really well. Yeah, one lost football team, they definitely deserved a loss. But on any given Sunday, there's there's no way that, that that's like acceptable. So I, I don't know I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was mis mispreparation. I don't know if it was just things weren't clicking on game day. But with that core that's in Dallas, that can't happen. Tough uh, tough fantasy week for quarterbacks. You could say Dak was banged up. You could say this. You could say that. But with the team that he has, yeah. two garbage time touchdowns is unacceptable. Yeah, they they were realistically shut out. And yeah. when, when those two touchdowns were scored, um, just to make note, the only time a starter got in the game was when Tony Pollard had to come out. Zeke went in, but CD and Amari, that whole like fourth quarter, were out of the game. Not involved. That means that they just kind of waved a white flag right there. Just to put this in perspective of how my fantasy week went, Stafford, Dak, and Josh Allen. Those are my three starting quarterbacks. I'm just going to leave you with that. That's how my <laughs> fantasy week went. So, guys, let's take this to a positive note. James Conner says, no Murray. No D-hop, no green, no problem. James Conner clearly carried a low, Colt McCoy played very effective. Now, look, we're not saying that this was the most impressive win, but the Cardinals are winning in other ways than, than how we're traditionally seeing. I will say that that's a positive thing. Now, I would like to see the Cardinals starters overcome a little bit of adversity rather than them as a team, even though it's good to see them do it as a team but I'm not expecting this from James Conner every week do I expect him to be the RB1 for them probably going forward I feel that I feel like that's a fair assumption but I definitely think that I, I'd like to see the, the the Cardinals regain their dominance and I wouldn't be surprised if we heard the 49ers kind of make some late end playoff push and the reason why I'm saying that is because that number seven spot in the NFC is up for grabs we have teams like the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Bears, and the 49ers, the Falcons. Those are the teams that are in contention for that last spot. Now, do I think that the 49ers are the best of that group? No. Do I think that they're the worst of that group? No, I don't. And I think regardless of what their roster says, the Vikings are probably the worst out of that group or the Seahawks, regardless of having the best positional players team-wise. They could be the worst. 49ers have the potential to be one of the better offenses in the league. But Would they, Eli Mitchell? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that's that's something they could work they could work on. I, I mean, they they deal with injuries. You know, Raheem Mostert, he's just he can't stay healthy yep. for more than two weeks. <laughs> that's probably because Kev drafted him, but <laughs> probably, but um. Yeah, I mean, if he was to stay healthy, man, they would have they would have a solid chance at you know making a playoff push. Is this a scheme that fits James Conner a little bit better than Pittsburgh, Kev? Um, 
He's leading the it's, league in NFL rushing touchdowns. It's tough because I thought going into it, it was because he wouldn't have RB1 duties. But he showed that maybe it was, you know, the way Pittsburgh was utilizing him. Because I thought, I mean, this was one of the biggest, this was one of the biggest acquisitions of the offseason for me because I said, all right, you're getting a solidified RB1 as you're now RB2. Well, now RB1. But that's why I thought the fit was going to be so good. And they were using him kind of as like a, you know, I don't want to say third down back, but he was definitely their goal line back all season, yeah, even yeah, with yeah. Chase Edmonds healthy and stuff like that. So I knew he was going to get a lot of touchdowns. I mean, last night, I haven't seen James Conner have a game like that since probably, you know, his, his rookie year. <laughs> yeah, literally, since his, rookie, since his rookie year in Pittsburgh. So if he can keep that up, and again, not that he's going to put up 30, week, 30 points every week, but if he can run solid two or three downs every down series and he's still their goal line back, it's tough to say that. The Cardinals won't be the best offensive football. Yeah, like it's it's just, I don't know what. I don't know if they're injecting him with HGH or something, but that man's revamped his career. Like you know, as I've much as much as he's not talked about in Pittsburgh, <laughs> he had his ups and downs with injuries. When he's healthy, he can play football. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know he's he show he shows us what he could do when he's healthy, and that's the that's, James Conner owner. That's what he does. But he's also a Chase Edmonds owner, so which I'm happy about because <laughs> now I you know in one league I just gave Kev Chase Edmonds. Now in my other league, I could. Put Chase Edmonds on my IR, start James <laughs> Conner, not have a worry about it. All right, let's finish up our Week 9 impressions with the AFC North because things are getting crazy. Look, yeah. Lou officially stuck a fork in the Browns last week, and they just came and got a big win yeah. versus the Bengals. The Ravens had a very impressive win versus the Vikings. And I don't want to hear that Lamar can't throw. I don't want to hear that the Ravens can't make a comeback. Kev. I don't want to hear any of that MVP nonsense. Lamar and Brady should be the only two in contention at this point. Kyler's already missing time. Josh Allen just lost to the Jags. Let's be serious here. Most valuable, Lamar Jackson is the only quarterback so heavily involved in every single offensive snap. He has a role and a value in 100% of every offensive play for the Ravens, and you can't say that with any other quarterback in the NFL. Shout out Uncle Tony, baby. Flock up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not going to argue the um, the Lamar Jackson MVP. I think he, hands down, is the most valuable player on a team in the entire NFL. Stand up, man! So I'll give, I'll give you that. Um, again, not going to go into the Tom Brady thing. There's just... <laughs> something something about the MVP term and having that much of a super team, I just I can't support it. I love Tom Brady. He's the best ever. Just can't support that. Lamar Jackson, though, fact, should be at least right now. Like, it's crazy that he's still not, the like, the favorite to win MVP Tom Brady's over Tom Brady. Like, that just, that makes me sick. Because really he is because the GOAT. Lamar Jackson literally probably has the worst supporting cast out of any top five or ten quarterback in the league. And he's on top of his conference. Lamar Jackson probably has a top ten league worst supporting cast. Exactly. So that's that's value. All right. Well, Throwing a Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk, <laughs> Fournette, that ain't value. But how many how many times this year has he had all of them healthy in the same game? He hasn't. But he's, he's had at least two of them healthy. <laughs> and uh, and how many other weapons do other quarterbacks have? None. Some right. Of them none. Right. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, 
Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I know. There's not there's not any Listen, weapons there. Josh right, Allen made Dawson Knox. Listen, right? we talked enough about the East. We're here to talk about the North. Is this concerning for the Bengals? Yes, it is because they – I don't know what has gotten into them the last two weeks. Joe Burrow looks shook, shooken up, shaken up. And, I mean, Joe Mixon, he looks good, but that, <laughs> that, that offense is just, you know, it's not where it needs to be. Is that coaching? Is it? Is it's it... funny because a couple of weeks ago when I had Jamal Chase as number one in my fantasy ranking, Steve, you actually said it was surprising because in the offseason he had a lot of drops. In the past two weeks he's had a lot of drops. So I hope I hope that's not the trend. <laughs> I hope that trend isn't coming back right. now. His head's getting bigger than the football. Owner. Could but, be. I mean, I think the Bengals are still good. I, I I definitely think the Ravens are a runaway a runaway for the division, but I definitely think the Bengals will still make the playoffs. So let's talk about the rest of the division, though, because the Steelers are no slouch and are in good position if they win this game tonight. Mm-hmm. How do you order these three teams? As far as what, just like best, best potential, or? whatever you want to say. What well, I mean, all these teams are, are are realistically still in the playoff contention. Now, if you had, if I had to pick, only two of these teams are going to make the playoffs. Which two are going to be the teams that make it? Which two are going to be the teams that fall apart? I think Ravens, Ravens and Bengals will make it. Um, don't think the Steelers will fall apart, but I definitely think they'll drop some crucial games later in the season. And just aren't good enough. Yeah. That's just what it comes down to. But I, I definitely think the Bengals will, will take that wild card spot. I mean, again, them winning the division isn't out, but the Ravens are so hot and Lamar's playing such good football, they're kind of just a runaway train at this point. Yeah, man, the Ravens, they're just uh, they're, they're better than all the teams we just named on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, I can't... Flock up! Yeah, flock Uncle up, Tony. baby, that's it. Flock I feel up. like it's tough. I don't want to say that the Browns are done either because like they're clearly not and if you want me to be honest this might have been one of their better performances of the year i mean this is a tough division game on the road and you know maybe baker's just that much more comfortable without odell like realistically i I mean it's really (laughs) tough to say that and try and make sense of the scenario but statistically it just works they're also a team that's very banged up right now no kareem hunt chubb just came back baker mayfield's playing through injuries odell's gone Yep. You know? So, you know, Jarvis those are Landry. all things to consider. It is a long Ooh. season. <laughs> it is a long season. So I do still think the Bengals are my second favorite. And if you want me to be honest, I think the Browns are just like a hair above the Steelers. But it's not by much. And I actually can't wait to see those teams go against each other again. Because I feel like that's going to give us a little bit more of a sense of direction of what's going on in the AFC North. But guys, that's going to wrap things up for our Week 9 impression. We have more coming to you guys with our NFL playoff picture. Make sure to go and tune in to the Week 10 Fantasy Rankings. Guys, we have so much more coming for you guys that since the sandbox, make sure to collect your canned goods, leave the 5-star review, and tune in to some of our old content. We have our NFL Power Rankings, we have our NFL Fantasy Flops, and we also have our interview with Anthony D'Ambrosio running for Massachusetts State Senate. We will see you guys soon. Peace out.